Well, a wife is doubting the, the love of her husband. Just, she, he's not paying enough attention to her. He's working a lot of hours. So she decides to play a little prank on him, but also a little test of his love. What she does, she writes out this note to him before he gets home from work and says, I, I don't think I love you anymore. I'm leaving. And just a note along those lines. And she puts it right on the bed in their bedroom. And as soon as he, before he gets in the house, she hides them under the bedroom, bedroom bed. So he comes in. Uh, he goes right into the bedroom to change from work clothes to his leisure clothes. And he sees the note. So he reads the note. And then there's a period of silence. And he's, he's, he writes something on the note. And then he begins to whistle. Happily whistle. And he goes in, he changes his clothes and gets on the phone. She hears his side of the conversation. He says, yeah, honey, um, uh, yeah, I, my, my wife found out that we're having an affair, so she's left me, so I, hey, let's go to dinner and we'll plan our future together. And he hangs up. And then he leaves. And the wife is devastated by this. She comes out from under the bed and she, she looks on the bed at the note and she sees that he wrote something and it says, Honey, I love you more than anything. I'm going to get dinner for us. P.S. When I walked in the bedroom, I saw your feet under the bed. <laughs> love. St. Paul talks about the qualities of love in our second reading from 1 Corinthians 13. And it's a familiar litany. We've heard it many times. Love is patient and kind. It is not jealous and pompous. And on he goes with all these beautiful qualities of love. And he ends up saying, and love bears all things, endures all things, hopes all things. Love never fails. It's interesting. I've done many weddings over the years, and among all the readings that a couple can choose from, probably the one they choose the most from is right here. They choose this for their wedding day. And sometimes I've asked couples, you know, why are you choosing this reading? Because it's so popular. And they're like, the qualities of love that are there, I mean, that's what we want in our marriage. Who doesn't want that, right? But here's my question. When you think about people that you know, is there any person you've ever met that has these qualities of love and has them all the time? No. So then, why would St. Paul tell us that this type of love exists and is available to us? And why would couples then choose this at the beginning of their married life if they believe that this is possible for them? Well, here's the deal. This type of love is possible for us, but these qualities of love that St. Paul is talking about that can be found in one person, they're not found in any human person. 
See, Paul is not talking about human love. He's talking about divine love. He starts by saying, let me show you a still more excellent way. And then he goes on to give the qualities of God's love. A still more excellent way. What St. Paul is offering us is if we want this type of love in our human relationships, and again, who doesn't want that? Then it begins with him. We have to want and work for that type of love in our relationship with God. And it is a labor of love. God labors in love for us. This is his labor. It is work. And it's hard work. And it's beautiful work. And if we want this in our marriages, in our friendships, no matter our state in life, it is possible for us, but we have to start first with God. How to do that? In the mornings, we speak to him. We call it prayer. For our day, we set our minds to him. We think about him. We remember him and all that he's done for us. We daydream about him. We desire him. We long for him. We love him. We offer our adoration to him. Our praise and our worship. We ask him for forgiveness when we fail and when we're weak. When we fall into habits. When we sin. And we receive his beautiful mercies, which convince us all the more how much he loves us. And we return that love. Day in and day out, we, we study him as in word, and we learn about him, and we grow in a relationship with him. And here's the deal. As we're giving more and more of our life and our thoughts and our days and our actions and our hearts and our devotion to him, then what we do is we just open the door of our life to then receive more of him too. That's how it happens. We give away and we make room for him. And then he dwells in our hearts and in our lives and in our actions and our dispositions and our attitudes. And what happens then next is the stuff that we want. Because when we receive more of him, then we become more patient, kind, less jealous and pompous and so on. We are able to endure more and hope for more and love more. And our love becomes less likely to fail us and to fail others. And then when we have that kind of love, we're able to be in relationship with other people in the way that they deserve to be loved by us. And they desire to be loved by us. And then what happens over time, because this is a journey, relationships are always a journey, a dance that's unending. It begins to change the other person. Even if the other person doesn't have belief in God the way that we do, God can get to them through us. 
We become an icon of God. We become a presence of God. We become an emissary, a missionary of God in that relationship. And the way that we love them is not just our own human love, but with God's divine love and all those qualities. And guess what happens then? They start to fill up with God's love mixed with our love. And then they become more patient and kind and less jealous and pompous and holding grudges and counting you know, all the injuries and all that kind of stuff. And their love becomes more enduring and hopeful and more everlasting. And then the stuff that we desire and we deserve in relationship comes back to us through them, from God. That's the way God planned human love and human relationship. This is his design for it. And he even shows it by becoming human and loving us in that way. So yes, what St. Paul talks about in the qualities of love is absolutely possible for us. We don't have to spend our lives in our relationships once we settle into them and reality settles in when it's just human love. We don't have to be disappointed that this person is not able to give us what we need and what we want and what we desire and what we deserve. No, God gives that to us. And then they're not disappointed by us and our own limitations. We can give them what we always wanted to give them. Beautiful. And isn't that what we're doing here at St. Francis de Sales? I mean, when you think about all of the opportunities we have to grow in faith here, that we've built into our family life here over the last few years, how blessed we are. But do you realize the reason why we're doing that is precisely so that you can realize the love that you want for yourself and you want for everyone else that you're in relationship with. All the men's discipleship groups and women's discipleship groups and the couples and the family discipleship groups. We just finished a, a, a retreat for families and now this weekend we're going to have a retreat for couples from the John Paul II Healing Institute. And they travel all around the world and big conferences and they're coming here to St. Francis, our parish. And there's still time for couples to sign up for this. And there's still time, too, if you're desiring one day to be married or you're in a relationship or you're engaged or you've gone through the pains of divorce to get this vision of what marriage is and can be. It's a three-day retreat, Thursday night, Friday night, and then Saturday morning and afternoon. All the Bible studies that we have here the conferences for men and women, and the list goes on and on of all the ways in which we can grow in a love relationship with God. And we do it together as a community. So it's not just you alone. That's why we have this culture here now. 
And it's available to you. Do you want a still more excellent way for your life and your love and your relationships? And if you do, jump in. And I think it's also, no, I know it's also why we're doing what we're doing in our parish school. We're bringing in a new culture and a new curriculum. And we're asking more, like more of our teachers, not asking them to do more, we're just asking them to receive more. We're inviting them to come to adoration and to mass and to join a discipleship group and to be under a spiritual director. And they're responding. And their lives are becoming more excellent. We already have good teachers. They're wonderful teachers. We have a great school, but we're striving for a still more excellent way. Because our kids deserve that. And our kids are giving more opportunities to grow in a relationship with God. Yes, through this new curriculum called Classical Education Curriculum which is around the world, and yes, it, it, you know, it has a great track record of a more robust academic environment. Great. But it's so much more than that. Every subject becomes imbued with our Christian worldview, whether it's art or literature or music or history or science. But it's not just a head thing either. Yes, that is necessary, we're giving them more experiences of prayer and meditation throughout the week, every week. Because they're worth it and they deserve it and they want it. And this is what's going to grow them up to be disciples and leaders in our world rather than what we're seeing in our culture, and what we're seeing in the educational system. By the time they leave our educational system, most of our young people are atheists. And one of the beautiful things I'm seeing too, and it's a grassroots effort among the parents themselves. We're not doing this as an administration. They're doing this on their own. They're creating what they call thrive groups, where some of our, uh, some of our parents have asked other parents to come in to a thrive group of the kids, of the kids that they're in the same grade with. So they can get to know one another when their kids share friendship, now they can get to know one another. And they're growing a community. Now what they're desiring is in those community thrive groups where they're having a lot of fun and building those relationships so they're not alone. They're asking for more faith in those. And I know that's going to happen too. And they're working out a plan and we're helping them with the plan. It's beautiful. Parents, kids, teacher, culture, curriculum, a vision, a mission for a still more excellent way. At the end of this reading from St. Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he ends with this. He says, in the end, there are three things that matter. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these 
is love. You know, sitting in a, in a Christian church, a Catholic church this morning, we would suspect that faith would be the greatest of these. But St. Paul has got it right, of course. Because in his day and also in our day, there are some who have reduced faith to just a set of beliefs, a deposit of beliefs that we grew up with that's in our head. So we know some about God and religion and spirituality and things like that. But it's, it's all in our head. And it hasn't transformed our life. And then when you know, things happen in our life, which are going to happen, which are, are struggles, it dissipates our hope. Because our hope is, in, is intimately connected to our faith. But if our faith is just a bunch of beliefs and rules and regulations, it weakens our hope. And then we give up hope as Christians when we run into troubled times. But love, <laughs> if we have God's love in our heart, as St. Paul has just described, it informs our faith. It forms our faith. And our faith isn't just a set of beliefs. It is an entrusting of our lives and our love and our relationships to God. And then no matter what happens, we always have that hope to carry on. In the end, and along the way, there are three things that matter. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. And if you want more out of life and love in your relationships with God and with others and in your own heart, then let God show you a still more excellent way. And we are blessed in this parish and school to be able to jump into that in a variety of ways.